We're here at the Career Pro podcast today, speaking with the founder, John O'Connor, on the topic of why not to hire a top performer. That is one intriguing title. Tell us about it. <laughs> this, this may be a tough one to get out because everything in resume writing, in career development, career assistance, careers seems to point to you need to become a top performer. And when I think about that, of course it's okay. And of course you want to bring out how you solved great problems and defeated the enemy in a sense and won new clients for your company. But top performer, I think, has just gotten too much top billing and there's been a forgiveness for the kinds of things that get top performers to where they are and why you may need to take a pause and bring it back a notch when you just say to yourself and start speaking to your recruiting team and talking about, we just need a top performer here. People aren't up to snuff. So I have some great concerns that I want to share a little bit today. Okay, so in other words, you're saying we're touting this hallowed position. We need this super achiever in order to make the team go or to reach the goal or to whatever it is. And maybe that's kind of like a false flag? It is a false flag in, some, in, in a lot of situations because here's what, let's just break it down to an, an example. Small company, revenues over this past year have been down 25%. Now we need to hire three people to build out our region, to up our numbers, or quite frankly, we're gonna have to let people go, we're gonna have to change our business, we're gonna have to scale down. We need people to drive revenue and reduce cost, period. So we're gonna go get those people. All right, that's fair enough. Why would you not wanna solve that problem? Of course you do. But what happens sometimes in your haste, and sometimes if you don't put in the kind of questions you need, or you don't check references, or you don't do some of the, the things you know to build out your team, you may bring in people that can drive numbers, but could create more customer service issues because the way they get there is aggressive and tough. What if you need that person to build up and be a ship that raises the rest of the boats in the harbor, the rest of the people on your team and motivate them for better performance? You just don't need a top performer to go run ahead 100 miles in front of the team. What if you need that? Are you going to take time to think through the kind of top performer that you need or are you just going to go get someone who can build numbers and create a mess behind them? That is a fabulous point. My first job in the working world was for Burroughs Business Systems years ago. They ultimately became Unisys and we had one salesman who was just racking up unbelievable numbers but leaving a wake of installation disasters for the rest of us. He was a top performer. The rest of us, when, when we'd come back to that company and they'd say, yeah, well, Dave sold us this and we were happy at the time, but now look what's going on. And my goodness, they kept promoting him up and up and up and up and he kept leaving disasters wherever he went. But they saw those initial numbers. They had a pain that they needed to solve. But if you'll just change how you're thinking through this lust for a top performer, you're going to see these things. Here's some of the things that companies do very quickly, Jeff, that I think start to miss it. They stop checking references. 
again, they're looking at those top line numbers on the resume. Top performers sometimes can be narcissistic and that's okay. You know, you have to have a healthy ego to get out there and take risks and to sell and to achieve and to build. But what if your team needs you as a top performer to bring others up? Do they have a track record of raising those ships in the harbor? Do they have a track record of treating people well? Did you really talk to their references? I talk to so many companies and organizations and do some consulting and I say, well, tell me about their references. Oh, well, they passed the background check, John. So oh, they had a couple reviews on LinkedIn. Did you actually talk to anyone that they've worked with or some of their peers? You, that's what's happened today. We think we know someone because of the, the superficial pieces, but we haven't gone into depth. And the key here, Jeff, is how did they get to their numbers? And if we can break that down, we've got something that we can work with, but just having a lust for these top performers can create problems in your organization. You know, what you've just pointed out is something that Malcolm Gladwell in one of his more recent books deduced as well, which is we think we know a person because we see a couple cues here and there and we relate that to somebody else we know or something else that we've encountered, but we don't know. Because they say a particular term or phrase things a particular way or have an item on their resume or have something in their background we can relate to, we assume that we can mentally fill in all the rest and we cannot. You said something about the installation process with this quote top performer who kept getting promoted. You know, over promising and under delivering is sometimes the marquee of someone who wants to get to the sale or wants to make the project work or, or is maybe in a laboratory experiment. They're willing to cut corners. Is your need for a top performer so great that you might overlook those things to get those top line numbers turned around so that 20% is achieved and, and, and you can save your company or you can help your job or your division or your company do what they need to do? What else do you need to do to break down and listen and find out the subtleties that make the person a right chemistry fit with your organization as well as a top achiever? So we have uh, an array of potential types other than top performers that might be the ones that we really need. Perhaps we need a mentor type. Perhaps we need a facilitator type. Perhaps we need a supporter type. And there are others, but those might end up making the group more effective than a quote top performer who's a lone wolf. And those, and so I think I completely agree with that. I think that if you want to hire a soldier of fortune, that which implies to me that that person is willing to do whatever it takes by hook or crook to get the job done, that's to me dangerous. But if you can find someone who believes in your cause, subscribes to your values, you do not compromise those values, those high values that you uh, have espoused on your website, and they believe in the cause and they treat people with great respect around them, uh, you're going to find the kind of achiever that you want. But if you forego references, listening, 
complete interview processes and you start short-circuiting your values to get to this top performer, you'll create problems that could lead to things you don't want, return of products, return of sales, uh, customer service issues, issues on Glassdoor, and your reputation can be hurt. Make sure this person subscribes to your values, will help build your reputation, as well as those top line numbers and those projects you need to achieve, whether engineers, salespeople, or technology folks, make sure those values are there. That's the key.